This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson from Port Orleans Riverside, and you are listening to the Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals, delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301 and at MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit mousepros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Vahini Mekyonimana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 155 for the week of October 9th, 2016. Hello and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in every week and listening to Keith, Alan, and myself. Even though we're putting you to sleep as you're driving to work, we apologize for that. But hey, you've come back once again. (laughs) We're glad that you're tuning in. I just wanted to say that. I know sometimes we say that from time to time, but we really do appreciate it. So this week on the show, we're going to spend some time talking about some of the most thrilling things to do in Walt Disney World. Anything could be thrilling. It could be putting on a pair of flip-flops and going down to the Roaring Fork at the Wilderness Lodge and picking up a, was it the Magic Bar? I think that's what it's called. That tasty little treat that you can enjoy. That's thrilling for some people, I'm sure. Especially somebody who's not allowed to have sugar. That is like beyond thrilling. As they have a diabetic coma on their way back to their room. But hey, <laughs> hey, if that's it's how you want it. For the ones who have to rush that person to the hospital. Right, so. yeah. So it, it works, right? You know, that could be thrilling. I mean, there's so many things out there that somebody can consider thrilling. So this was a, a topic that uh, the three of us had discussed whether to do or not. Uh, we changed it from thrilling attractions to th- the most thrilling things to do in Walt Disney World. So it kind of opens up... Uh, the box there to other things so i'm curious to see what some of the guys are going to come up with uh since alan was the most hesitant one i'm going to give him another (laughs) minute i'm not going to put him on the uh, the hot spot here to come up with something but keith i'm going to let you go first and see you know what do you what do you think some of the most thrilling things to do in walt disney world are all right um well i think that one that i've always wanted to actually to try and now that like i've lost a few pounds and i might actually um, be able to um would be the the parasailing it's there it's a little bit expensive it's like 170 i think it says but it's something that like, i've always wanted um to try i think that it'd be cool to see the parks from like a vantage point it's high up like that like i said for now that they wouldn't need a cruise ship to pull me up that high um <laughs> 
<laughs> it might be worth a like a look into and see if it's actually feasible. Keith, I'm curious if like you know when they're, they're standing on the back of the on the back of the boat and ready to to pull you up in there, uh-huh. and the and the bolt pulls away from the dock. Are you going to be go? I'm sailing anyway. <laughs> No, it's more what like did I say I'm... about singing on the show, for crying out loud. That was no. worse than the thing you normally sing. What's that? What's that? I'm Wishes. I'm not doing it. We have been asked not to do it. I'm not doing it. No, we did have we did have somebody ask to, for us to start a boy band. No, yeah, I think actually you brought that up and pushed it on. Then, if I correctly. It was a man band. I think that's what it was. That sounds way worse than boy band. Yeah, that really does. Yeah, I, I do like that idea, Keith. I mean, that's certainly you're right. We thrilling. do sound worse. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a thrilling way to go up into the sky and see everything around the the Magic Kingdom. You know, that's that's something I always just had thought about doing, but it's the price tag that has kind of pushed me, kind of hesitant of doing it. Plus the the brain eating amoebas. I don't have much brain left up there, so I'm afraid I'd be. <laughs> gone pretty quickly if I fell into the water but I mean that's that's like my wife and I have always talked about doing something like that parasailing we always thought that would be something fun to do but I, I, her idea would be more to do it on a, a beach on an island you know in the warm sun with the, the turquoise water I think that's something that she would much rather do than in Walt Disney World but hey I might be able to convince her one day maybe for my 50th birthday or something but maybe for my 50th birthday I might want to do Victoria's and Albert's I think that might be a better celebration I don't know one of those two might work well yeah I mean if I had that's my choice between his chef's table and parasailing I'd do the chef's table but (laughs) it's not the episode (laughs) I think food always wins in that respect it does it does if you do the chef's table you cannot do the parasailing (laughs) (laughs) no because you eat way too much food at the chef's table yeah, I think there's actually one of the one of the questions on the yeah I'm sure you have to sign documents to do the parasail and one of them probably is have you eaten at Victorian Albert's in the last 48 hours? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to wait until tomorrow. Oh, what a bummer. Well, I would go next, but honestly, the first one I was going to say was that, and since Keith took it, now I'm kind seriously. Of yep, <laughs> that was the only thing that I could come up with that wasn't an attraction. So I am stuck. So Sean, go ahead. Sure. Maybe I'll just chime in on you guys for the rest of the episode because <laughs> I really don't know. I'm I'm thinking. It's and it hurts. The first one I had thought about was I it actually was not parasailing, but it did involve a boat and it did not involve sailing away, but uh, to me, what is thrilling is actually renting one of the pontoon boats and going out onto, you know, like the Seven Seas Lagoon there or Bay Lake. That is, that's, in some ways, that's thrilling for me just because I know I've spoken about this before, but, you know, getting that different vantage point of the Magic Kingdom, getting there and, and taking some pictures and and being able to stop because usually when you're in the ferry boat or the transportation of one of the other boats to and from the resort, you don't have that opportunity to stop and just coming up to a spot where you want to take that perfect shot you have a chance you can turn the motor off stop stand there take a picture of something that you really want to have and to me that is thrilling because you're not getting that opportunity it's it's not something that you see people doing all the time maybe on the busier time of year more people might do that to get out of the parks but it is fun it, it is it's something stepping out of the box and doing something different on your walt disney world vacation that's true, yeah. I mean, renting the boats or the, what are those, like the one, smaller ones, like at the Poly and stuff. I've right. always kind of thought about doing that too and just to take an afternoon and whiz them around a bit. It sounds fun, yeah. I would like to go fishing. 
growing up, you know, at the beach, uh, it doesn't fit thrilling for me, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, but I love being out on a boat, so thrilling or not, I would definitely love to go hang out on the boat all day. Mm-hmm. Still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Keith, you're up. All right, I, so, do, I kind of have uh, one, but uh, okay. only because I don't want to say, you know, I, I don't want to go, well, this is my favorite thrilling attraction. So I will throw this out there, even though it, it does go over the attractions. Um, and it would be thrilling, except for the $299 price tag. Uh, but they have, a, I guess they have a uh, Ultimate Day of Thrills VIP tour that you can do if you are into thrills. And oh, I sweet. Didn't know that, but they do. It's $300. Um it's seven hours. You start at the Magic Kingdom, where you get to ride Big Thunder, Splash, Space Pirates, Haunted Mansion, the Mine Train. Then you go to lunch at Whispering Canyon. Then you go to Hollywood Studios and ride Toy Story, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Star Tours. And then you finish up at Animal Kingdom, where you get to ride Everest and Dinosaur. Uh, $299 plus tax. Um, you do get discounts if you're DVC, Pass Holder, or Disney Visa, 15% off, which actually is a pretty decent discount. It is, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and that's, you check in at Magic Kingdom, looks like it starts at maybe 8 a.m., I think I saw somewhere. 8.15 a.m. is when it starts. So, yeah, I mean, that's that would be pretty cool. I mean, obviously, it's thrilling because it's um, thrill rides, but also just doing any, I think doing one of those tours would be pretty cool. I've always wanted to do one of the bigger, longer, like, all-day tours. Um, I just can't stomach the price. But that would be obviously a very thrilling tour since it is thrill rides. So that will be how I will say thrill rides without just going, these are my favorite thrill rides. Is the admission included or do no, you, <laughs> you still park- need the ticket? You still have to have parking. Like a park so hopper you'd have, then, have, right? you'd have to have a park hopper and I guess at least a one day. Gotcha. You can't have a one day park hopper now, can you? Yes. Can you? Yeah, okay. you can. Yep. Okay. So... Thinking about that for a second, it's, I want to say, like, so you guys aren't yet 40, but it's your 40, your 40th birthday is coming up, and your wives say, hey, you know, for your 40th birthday, is that something that you'd want to do? Would you spend that 300 bucks, even if it was just by yourself, and they said, oh, go enjoy yourself, would you do that? Well, not by myself. Depending on... That's my birthday, <laughs> I want to spend it with my family, or my friends. Or you guys. I mean, right, what if, what if, so look at it this way. What if you're... Oh, come on. That was good. Nobody even complained about that. What if, what if, right, so what if your wife said, uh, we're going to send, you know, Keith and Alan or, you know, whoever, the, the three of us, I think, whoever's birthday it is, they're going to pay for the three of us to go. Would you be okay with your wife spending that kind of money for your 40th birthday? And to be honest, if you plan it right, you could probably do that in a day anyway. If it's not peak attendance season, you probably could fit that stuff in, especially now like with uh, the fast pass system, like it is, it's all, it's housed like um, with an app now and, and just keep adding on extra fast passes. You could probably accomplish that in a day. You probably wouldn't at the lunch at the Whispering Canyon, but as far as the attractions go, I mean, it's feasible to squeeze that into a single day anyway. Yeah, I mean, in theory, it's possible for sure. But I think you're, I mean, you're paying for the lunch, you're paying for the VIP experience, you're paying right. to, you know, be with the plaid and, and go on the, either go in the back entrance or go through Fast Pass, depending on the attraction, I guess. Um, so, well, yeah, but yeah, but a lot of that stuff is technically possible. The behind the scenes stuff isn't, but pretty much any of those, a lot of those other tours are possible. You just they make it 
easier, I guess. It's a convenience thing. It's kind of like going to McDonald's and ordering number one instead of ordering a burger and fries and a drink. It's a right. convenience thing. Um, yeah. But to answer Sean's question, $300 is a lot. And I'm not really a cheap person, but I don't, like, I'll spend my money. I mean, I work hard for it. I don't mind spending it. But I feel weird if, like, my wife spends a lot of money on my birthday. I don't know. It's weird. But I do. No, I agree with you. I wouldn't say no right off the bat, but I would go, well, you know what, let's, let's do something different with that 300 bucks. Let's the two of us go to Victorian hours, not to bring it back to the chef's table, but that, that pays for not all of the chef's table, but comes awfully close True, about half of it, I guess, for the chef's table. Right. But I wouldn't turn it down, but I don't know that it's something I would go. Yes, that sounds amazing. Now, if she bought it and it's, you know, at that point it's done and then I would, I would, I would do it. I would love it. But if she had brought it to my, you know, brought it up prior, I would probably try to go. There's other things we can spend our money on that would be inclusive of the family and more fun and all that stuff. You know, let's yeah. the let's get the six of us. You know, if the, if it's the three of us, why don't the wives come and the six of us can go do something? True, you good know, point. That would be fun too. We could Excellent do the chef's table together. You know. <laughs> so when do you turn forty so we can plan this? Um, I just hit 34 last month. Well, depending on last month from recording, depends on when we play this, but, um, so I will be 40 in 2022. So your wife's paying for it then. Okay. Well, we'll be good then. I don't know about that. I will also have a six year old at that time. All right, Sean, you're up. I thought Keith was up. Yeah, you're up, Keith. Oh. Yeah, because I cut you off. It was supposed to be your turn, and right. I threw it oh, yeah, right. Nice try, Keith, trying to pass yeah. it on to me. Yeah, Sean is not ready to go again, so it's your turn. <laughs> no, he may be. I don't know. I think that something that is thrilling for me is if there's a new um, attraction, like fireworks show that like I haven't seen yet or um, experienced yet, it's always it's thrilling to, to do the new stuff each time that you go. I know this upcoming trip. There's tons of new things. There's the Frozen Ever After ride, the new, new, the fireworks show, the Star Wars show that I'm extremely excited about. I mean, so it's always, it's thrilling to go there and know that there is new stuff to do. It seems like like those of us who are fortunate enough to go once or twice a year or more, but sometimes it seems like it's just the same old stuff. Um, so it's nice that there's always, if there is something new to experience on your trip. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, that was on my, my thought list as well, was trying to experience new things. Because that is thrilling, Go, knowing not knowing what you're going to see, such as um, Soren. You know, that's right. got a whole new show. Yeah, even still even, haven't watched that. Yeah, and I will so, not watch it until I go. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the video... Because just because I didn't know when my next trip was going to be there, but going into an attraction you've never seen before or, or haven't seen anything online about to spoil what's going to happen, that is thrilling, and that's something that because you go to like Keith was saying, <clears throat> excuse me, you go into the park, you know, every year things somewhat become stale in some ways with something new. That is exciting. It's like, what am I going to see? What is the queue going to be like? You know, how long is the attraction? What 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 am I going to see? What am I not going to see? How is the music going to be? So that is all thrilling things, and it's exciting. It's it's one of the reasons why we go back is to experience new things. So I'm right there with you, Keith. I that's on my list too. 
is is the experience of anything new even a restaurant going to a restaurant you've never been to before too is thrilling so like on my my trip this last time we you know we hit a couple new restaurants and that that was thrilling because we're so used to doing the same restaurants all the time ordering the same thing every single trip when you're going to someplace new it's exciting you're like oh wow what's this gonna be what is this gonna taste like what's the the menu like what's what's the atmosphere like you know it's so much fun that you want to experience new things just because disney world is filled with you can spend two weeks there and not do the same thing, you know, for the most part, over and over, restaurant-wise, and you want that. So there's just so much to see and do there that anything can really be thrilling. I would agree. I'm always up for something new, especially when we go as often as we do. You know, it's it's not often that we get something new at Disney. So, Sean, did you have another one, or I have another one if you want me to go? Um, I'll go first. You know, I did have something that is, is thrilling for me is, is actually – it's it's silly, but it's not really silly. Is actually going to Trader Sam's. That is thrilling for me because that it's silly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's fun sitting sitting in there, getting a drink. I like to order a new drink every time I go in there, or you know, multiple different drinks when I'm sitting in there. And Alcoholic. yes, and seeing you know the little displays that they have going on and what what will happen when I order this drink or. You know, you wait for somebody else to order something different. Hopefully, somebody else will order something different beyond what you're drinking. Because that is fun. That is exciting. Experiencing, like I said before, a different restaurant. But going to a place like Trader Sam's, it can be a different experience each time. Just because you don't know who's going to be in there. You don't know if anybody's going to be in there. And you don't know what they're going to order. So it can be fun and thrilling just because that the anticipation when, some, when the waiter, waitress comes up to somebody sitting next to you and they order... Uh, a shrunken head you don't you maybe you haven't seen what's going to happen but they order that and now you're going to find out that's exciting i, I enjoy that that's true been, so i can't say much there <laughs> i still have not been there either but it's on our like a must do for the future trip i'm not sure um for a short one in uh december um is going to allow us to stop there or not but um it's always it's thrilling uh, when you experience those little touches of magic that you're not really sure of what's going to happen. And the, the simplest things like ordering a drink or pulling a rope or standing in a certain spot and something magical happens that you're not aware of and stuff ahead of time is always, it's a neat, thrilling treat when that stuff happens. It is. It's, it's the show. It, it makes it makes for a good show, which Disney does well, despite what some folks want to say. They still do show well. All right, my next one, a um, little known secret about me that I don't, it's not really a secret, but, you know, just most people don't know this about me, but my very, when I was a little kid, the very first job I ever wanted, you know, some kids want to be a baseball player or they want to be a doctor, they want to be a you know, police officer or fireman or whatever, right? My first, I want to do this when I grow up, Keith, was to be a chef. I always hey. wanted to be a chef. I was obsessed. I've been obsessed with cooking since I was little. Uh, I would sit there and watch my mom cook or watch my dad cook. I'd watch um, the you know, the celebrity chefs before like everybody was a celebrity chef. But I would watch celebrity chefs when I was a kid, like Graham Carr, um, uh, Justin Wilson, and everybody loved him, right? Yeah, Asian guy. <laughs> he was put <fun>. <laughs> some wine in it. Little white wine. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so I always wanted to be a chef when I was a kid. So um, something that I I get a lot of enjoyment out of um, that I've done, and then I'm going to kind of mesh it with something that I haven't done before. But um, Animal Kingdom Lodge offers those culinary tours where you can 
uh, you know, two of the restaurants, um, uh, Jiko, Boma, and uh, uh, Sana, and you can kind of get the story behind the decorations. And sometimes when you're there, they'll have some samples of the food. And so I'm going to throw that out there. But also, um, Chef's Table at Victorian Alberts, but um, Chef Counters uh, are a lot of fun for me. We we actually ate at the Chef's Counter at Napa Rose in Disneyland. Um, and got to meet the executive chef and you know the difference being you know chef's table at victorian alberts is like in this kind of room by itself chef's counter you're just you're up at this like high top counter overlooking the kitchen and you can watch the chefs cook you know the executive chef is usually out there kind of giving instructions and then you know his sous chef um and you know they're just they're all kind of talking to each other and we get to sample some stuff you know the executive chef came over and was like you know this is something i've been trying you know, do you want to try it? And I was like, sure. So we got to, you know, try some things that they've been experimenting with that aren't on the menu yet. Um, and just for me, having always wanted to, you know, be a chef, watching, watching these people, especially, you know, someone like at Napa Rose, which is, you know, fine dining at its best out there, um, or Victorian Alberts in Florida. You know, these aren't these aren't guys that are cooking down at the local Applebee's. No offense to those guys, but you know, these <laughs> these are. These are chefs at the top of their game, or at least at a restaurant that is at the top of its game. Uh, and to watch them in the kitchen, and, and it just—it's a lot of fun for me, um, kind of, kind of getting to live vicariously through them and watch them and go, you know what? Maybe if I had stuck with it, you know, and I still do—I do a lot of cooking, but I'm, I'm not a chef at all. Um, but I always wanted to be one, and, and so it's fun to do that, just to experience a little bit of the taste of being in a kitchen. Now Keith's probably over there going, it's not all that great being in a kitchen, man. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, from, from the outside looking in, especially someone who loves to cook and, and wishes I was better at it. Uh, wishes. Um, wishes. You know, I wish I had better knife skills and things like that. You know, it's just fun for me to watch those, to watch those guys and girls do their jobs and do them really, really well. It's true. I mean, even like being a chef and knowing what it's like, I mean, it's still fun to watch them cook. Even though I'm a chef, I'm not at a level of like a Morimoto or it's like the masters of the crafts. Anytime that I get to see folks like that work, it's just, it's mesmerizing. It's like you're watching like a master painter paint a picture. I mean, it's just, it's fun to see like, you know, individual ingredients in the right hands like what it turns into which is always fun for a chef to see that as well as like diners and patrons of restaurants you know a little known fact about me was that uh, I actually trained under Chef Morimoto and um, you know I, I was doing How far re- under because yeah. <laughs> I was doing really well until um, Chef Gordon Ramsay came in and he called me a donkey and I, I was done I, I, I couldn't do it anymore so <laughs> It is hard, man, and he's a slave driver, I'll tell you that. Under <laughs> Chef Morimoto, right. <laughs> like, on Channel 43, like, watching his uh, <laughs> his TV show, is that how that you were I was going to say, maybe you, like, maybe you ordered some sushi that he made one time or something, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, there's a, there's a local sushi restaurant in my town that uh, there are pictures of him all over the wall, like, he has come there a couple times, and... Oh wow! Some sushi there, and I mean, never when I was there, but there's uh, there's pictures of him at that restaurant, which is pretty cool. Yeah, there's the same place by the restaurant by me. He comes every Thursday, Thursday night for the sushi <laughs> special. Well, at least Keith, 
I am Chef Morimoto doesn't come every week. He's just been there before. <laughs> All right, I mean, so maybe he a... comes every week, but I don't think he does. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> he's probably got other things to do, like run his own restaurants. But, you know, whatever. Isn't that what a sous chef does? Technically, I guess the sous chef generally does run the kitchen more than the executive chef does, right, Keith? The executive uh, chef plans things, but the sous chef is yes. more of the hands-on guy, right? That's right, yeah. The, his sous chef is more kitchen manager um, who oversees the staff and the daily stuff. The executive chef is more actually menu planning and, and business-like side of it. Yeah. but And they get to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The executive exactly. chef, he made, he made fruit roll-ups when we were there. He's like, I've been trying these like fruit roll-up things for desserts. Do you want to try it? And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was like a fruit roll-up, but like he made it. It was pretty cool. It was good. <laughs> I don't awesome. know what he was going to do with them. He was like, this is just part of a dessert I'm prepping, but do you want to try this? And I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but those are fun anyway. If you've never done a chef's table or a chef's counter, it's fun because it's, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? And I'm pretty open-minded about my food. So for the most part, I was like, listen, you're the pro. Whatever you put in front of me, I'm going to love it. Uh, but if you don't like seafood or if you're allergic to seafood or whatever, you can tell them and they more or less kind of make up a menu for you based on what they've got and what you do or do not want. And that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. That's the best chef that's ever cooked directly for me. So it probably will be unless I ever get to go to Victorian Albert's. <laughs> and then... Whether or not that chef is better than the one at Napa Rose is, that's probably like, you know, who's who's a better baseball player, you know. Uh, yeah, it's They're all really, really good. Who cares <laughs> at that point? Well, yeah, I mean, it's apples and oranges. I mean, it's different cuisines and... Yeah, exactly. Different styles, that's different cuisines, serious, so. different, different sides of the country. You know, fresh ingredients in California are obviously significantly different than fresh ingredients in Florida. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. All right, well, I think that the uh, last one I've got is like an obvious one, I guess, and stuff maybe not to like everybody, but the first time that each trip I take and walk like underneath of the the railroad station and I see the, the castle for the first time like each trip, it's always, it's thrilling for me. I mean, it signifies that I'm home, the worries back at work are gone, the worries at home are gone, it's going to be the start of a great and thrilling trip. So each time I walk through and see that castle, I'm extremely thrilled for sure. I agree with you 111% right there. And for me, you know, that's the same. I, I get those same feelings and it's to, to add something else onto one of my last things is going during Christmas time is really thrilling for me because just, I love Christmas so much. I, I, I love the, the music, the, um, the season, the the lighting, you know, it's a shame that Osborne Lights is gone from uh, the back lot there, you know, because that was that was always like the number one thing that I wanted to see when I was in Walt Disney World is going to the the Osborne Lights and spending an hour or two there just listening to the music and listening to the lights flicker and dance and every seeing all the kids excited and snowflakes coming snowflakes coming down from the sky that was so thrilling to see that. And then seeing the Magic Kingdom all decked out and going to the resorts and seeing what the resorts had to offer. That is thrilling to me. I mean, there's so many people there that do their annual trips in December for those, you know, specific reasons because they love that. You know, whether it's the gingerbread castle at the Grand Floridian, you know, the uh, whatever, the three-story high tree at Animal Kingdom and, and Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge. Those are thrilling to a lot of people. And I'm one of them that just is just, you know, it, it, sometimes like being down there, it's like, 
starstruck in some ways like you're seeing like your your favorite athlete but you know for me for christmas time just because i'm seeing everything decked out it's like it's a whole another level to what i see at home and i love it exactly i mean this will be our first time there around christmas time and i am a huge christmas nut so i just got chills when you were talking about that stuff (laughs) because i can't wait to see it experience the christmas party too is just i can't wait for that to happen Christmas at Disney is unlike pretty much anything else. I mean, even if you've got like those light shows or whatever that, you know, in your town, it's just not, it's not like Disney. It's not like Christmas at Disney. So the last one I had just escaped me because Sean texted me something (laughs) about the show and now I've lost it. Well, while you're thinking. Oh, no, I remember. Oh, no, go ahead. (laughs) You sure? Yeah, go ahead. One of the things I wanted, one of the last things I want to say is that uh, what's really thrilling is seeing Mickey Mouse. I mean, everybody, you know, becomes a little kid once again when they get to see Mickey Mouse up close and meet him and get a picture with him, whether he's a talking Mickey Mouse or the non-talking version. It doesn't matter. That is thrilling to so many people, especially for my kids. They love, well, my son does, my daughter runs away, but that is <laughs> thrilling. And I, I love people hearing people talking about, oh, I just went to see Mickey or I'm going to see Mickey. I can't wait to go see it. So that is thrilling for a lot of people. It's actually funny you say that in terms of you hearing other people, because that's what I was going to say. Um, it's not so much thrilling because I don't get to go to Disney, but I I get a thrill out of like talking about Disney with other people, and especially right. people who um, either have never been or have not been in a long time. I, I talked about her a couple, uh, couple months ago, and I had a coworker who was taking her son and daughter for the very first trip, and she had not been since she was you know, a small girl and her husband had never been. And she was asking me all these things and just asking me, you know, opinions and advice. And, and I had a, had a great time talking to her about it. And then when she got home and they had a great time and she was sending me pictures of her kids uh, while, um, while they were down there. And I get a thrill out of that, you know, right. I think we, I think we as big time Disney fans become a little bit jaded. Um, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, pick on anyone, but we, we do. We become a little bit jaded. Uh, we get tired of the same old things, and we, we're, you know, it's it's not as good as it used to be, and, and all sorts of that kind of thing. But but when I talk to someone who has never been, and so they don't notice that there was a light bulb burned out, or they right. don't notice this or that. I mean, she, you know, if you listen to some of us big time Disney fans, we talk about how you know the cast members don't care as much anymore. You know, you know, kind of a, a stereotype there, and. It's not as clean as it used to be. There's and, and she all she could talk about when she came back for like ten minutes was it's the cleanest place I've ever been in my entire life. Um, it and, is. And I think it's um, you know I I don't want to go down the road of, of why we're so jaded, but you know it we are we are jaded. And so I, I get a huge thrill out of uh, talking to people and and kind of experiencing experiencing it through their eyes as as first time visitors and. And that's that's really cool. It's really fun to see. It's really fun to to, to talk to someone and, and see how much they loved it. Um, and it kind of, not that I ever doubted my love for the place because I don't. I love it, but it reassures me when someone else goes down there and has a great time. I really, really like that. So I think that's that the Sean, last one I'm gonna say. I think that Sean, like probably um, as a travel agent, um, you get to experience them stories all the time. I bet. Oh yeah, I mean. I mean, my wife and I are a team, so my wife ends up getting a lot more of that just because she ends up booking a lot more trips than I do. But the the ones that I do are just incredible. You know, I'll get pictures 
from people, you know, with their kids, or they'll just tell me like, oh, you know, you're telling us to go here, here, and here was just incredible, and you know, really appreciate your help, and you've made the trip so wonderful, and Disney's such a great place. So yeah, so I, I know where Alan is coming from, and it is a great feeling. Yeah, I love it. A little bit, and I hope that one day, you know, obviously when I uh, take my daughter, that'll be uh, an experience too. But even just, you know, one day, I, I do hope to, as much as Keith kind of complained about it, I do hope to get a big family trip with, you know, with my with my daughter and my brother in law's son, and you know, some grandparents maybe, and just get that experience because, um, you know, I know my my wife's family hasn't been in a long, long, long time, so it'll be kind of new for them and. I hope to experience that, even though there will be some ups and downs when you have a large party like that. But yep. I think it'll, I think the ups will uh, far outweigh the downs. Because um, I, I mean, that's more or less what Keith ended up saying about his trip. There were some bad, but the the good was better than the bad. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's never a perfect trip. Like when there's eight or ten personalities and yeah. eight or ten mood swings a day yeah. from everyone. Uh, well, that and stuff, and you know, activity levels of people. I mean, like some people are you know early risers, and some aren't. So I mean, it's it's a challenge, but it's really really fun though too. It is. That's going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also, head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can get customized Magic Band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. They come in all sorts of colors and varieties and pictures and designs. And honestly, if you can, if you can dream it, My Fantasy Bands can do it. Dash Walt Disney. Um, and if you use the code <laughs> Enchanted Tiki Talk 20, you can get 20% off your order. That's Enchanted Tiki Talk 20 to get 20% off your order from myfantasybands.com. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com, email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com, and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256 for my Tiki. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook. Check out our store at redbubble.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. And lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M-I-N Disney Dream. MouseWorldVacations.com and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan. And this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Alan, I know that a lot of times you complain about where oh, our singing. We we apologize. You know, we just we just enjoy the singing. So we have an apology for you here that King Keith and up. I have come up with. So I've got up. sunshine. I'm hanging up. I guess you when it's say cold outside. What can make me feel this way, my guy? Talking about my guy, Alan. You know what would be thrilling if you guys would stop? That would be thrilling. That would be really thrilling. My guy. (laughs) 
Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.